What's up? It's Friday. And you know what that means. We are here. It's time for Worthy Chic Chat. Worthy Chick Chat. Worthy Chick Chat. Chic Chat. You know what it is. It's a double entendre. It's whatever you decide. It's either that, hey, you're, we're talking about fashion and beauty because we're those chicks. Or, you know, you're, you're urban girl, city girl like me. A city girl, right? <laughs> Not that city girl. But you're a city girl like me. And we understand what that means as that woman and that girl in the community. What's up, chick? Um, so you've joined us in the living room. We are here. We've got so much to discuss today. Oh, my God. I don't know if you checked in with us last week. Um, and we were talking about our kings, our kings in the African-American community and just how we need our kings. And we're going to talk about that again today. I've got a special guest here with us today, um, but we're also going to talk about our topics. You know what we do. We talk about fashion and beauty and entertainment and inspiration. We will never leave out faith, right? Um, so I don't know if you've tuned in, if you're just finding out what worthy chick chat is like what is this who are these chicks why are they calling themselves chicks and why are they calling themselves worthy well hey we are daughters of a king and we have identified that yes we've identified our lineage where we've come from <laughs> that was funny but no seriously we have identified that not only are we the children of god but that as the daughters of god that we need to Step up to a higher standard and how we look things how we how we look at things and how we view things, um, especially um, just with our life and how we go about encouraging one another. It's time out for all the negative stigmas that have been placed on African-American women and Hispanic women and women as general. Um, there's a lot going on with the Me Too movement. Women are coming out and they're telling their truth and speaking their voice. But I have found that a lot of women do not know and understand their worth. They don't know that they're worthy. So Worthy Chicks is simply saying, hey, who's your daddy? Where are you from? And if that is your father and you carry his last name, then identify yourself finally as worthy. So we're worthy chicks and we are here to discuss today's topics. Entertainment. We're going to talk about Nipsey Russell's funeral. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. But we're going to talk about that. We're going to also talk about the violence that struck out afterwards. Y'all don't know how to act what the chic okay that's what we say on this show <laughs> so i can reframe and so that we can try to continue to be god's children um but yeah what the chic like what's up with that at the funeral for real people um so we're gonna talk about that i've got a special guest that's gonna come on amari barksdale um that address so many of the the topics in the male society i'm gonna let him give us his viewpoint on some things and we're gonna talk about some fashion and the worthy chick alert worthy chick alert where we highlight that worthy chick in the community so um stay tuned we'll also give you something to inspire you as you move forward on this Friday, it's Worthy Chick Chat, and we're in the living room. How you living? We're back. If you're just joining us, you've stepped into the living room, and I keep forgetting to tell who I am, who am, who is this lady? <laughs> 
I'm Crystal Worthy, and you've joined us for Worthy Chick Chat inside the living room. Come on in the living room. Get comfortable. Have a seat. Let's talk. It's Friday, ladies. I know it's been a challenging week, and my God, here comes the weekend. And for most ladies, if if you're a mom, you know that the work does not stop. I'm sure that there is basketball practice, softball practice, gymnastics, dance, (laughs) soccer I mean sleepovers and birthday parties let's not forget the kids birthday parties OMG so I think you all have a have to take a minute for yourself and let's relax come on in the living room and let's chill out and let's talk about OMG did you guys see Nipsey's funeral yesterday it was a homegoing celebration do you hear me I want a DJ listen up 50, 70 years from now, I love hip-hop. I love old-school hip-hop. I still want to DJ, even if I'm 95 and died at 95. But anyway, that was a homegoing celebration. I don't know how much Jesus came up in the room, thanks to the Father. Um, But, you know, it was really... I think just amazing. And it was in California. So, you know, I've lived in California. Things can be a little different out there. Um, But Nipsey's home going, just first and foremost, continue prayers to the family. Continue prayers um, to his family, to Lauren London, to his children, um, and to the hip hop community and the city of Los Angeles. Uh, Rest in peace, Nipsey. What a phenomenal um, young man. And I say young because he was young. And, you know, I I saw someone say, still gone too soon. Yeah, still gone too soon. So we thought. But, you know, God has a purpose and a plan for all of our lives. And I, I did a post on Facebook and said, hey, let Nipsey be an example. I mean, Jesus was an example. But let Nipsey now be an example. Um at 33, he died as well. Jesus died at 33. But let Nipsey be an example that we all come here with a purpose. And so it doesn't matter how crazy somebody thinks you are or what you're doing. If God has called you to do those things and if you're on a mission and assignment, do what you're supposed to do because one day they will know your name. How many people didn't know who Nipsey was? I have to admit, I remember his face. I remember the name, but I didn't know he did all of this stuff. Marathon clothing, I, I hadn't heard of it, honestly. All of these rap songs, I'm, yeah, did y'all like, y'all like the song? Y'all like the entry today? Y'all like today's entry? Man, but you know, if you have an ear to also hear what needs to be heard, then you can put a lot of things in perspective. But, you know, I felt that um, the, the most touching moment was when Lauren London's son spoke of the dream he had. That touched me so. And I know you guys have some thoughts too. So let's see what, um, let's check in with Nay. Now it's funny because Nay is not in the living room with us today. She's at work whispering. <laughs> but let's check in. Nay, what are your thoughts? Hey, Crystal. Hey, Worthy Chicks. I just wanted to speak today on Lauren's speech at Nip's funeral. I feel like she was so calm and she was so 
she she kept her composure and she she though she did say you know bear with me because this is hard for me I feel like she did an amazing job with speaking about him and speaking on the situation without breaking down even though this is probably like one of the toughest things that she's ever went through I would have to say I feel like she did an amazing job with it Listen, eh, I um I agree. She did a phenomenal job, an amazing job. I mean, she did a phenomenal job. Um I don't know what all she did to you know, help her with her calmness. Um a lot of times um you know, people zone out. They zone out. Um sometimes doctors can prescribe medication for you to take so that you're calmer. And then there's recreational things that we can do. But nevertheless, she got through it, okay? Um, if you've never been in those shoes, I was placed in those shoes. Um, and I didn't go to the funeral. I couldn't handle it. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't handle it. So um, hats off to Lauren London. Not only did she go, but she had her children there, their children, that she had to be there and be strong for. So I truly believe that that, um, and she pretty much said it, you know, God is her strength. God was her, God was her strength. So, um, in those times, you know, we just never know, but she did an amazing job, an amazing job. And we heard that door closing. Okay. So <laughs> don't sneak out to talk to us at your job. What else you want to know, Nay? I also want to speak on Cameron's speech and his dream that he had about Nip. I feel like that was Nip's way of coming back to Cameron, letting him know that he was okay, that he was fine. Because as we all know, Cameron is just, he's young. He's not even a teenager yet. He probably doesn't have the gist of knowing like, you know, what exactly happened or, you know, what's been going on. But I feel like that was with Ermiris, coming back telling him you know giving him that dream that he had I feel like he he was letting him know that he is okay and letting him know that he can be strong and to be strong for his mom and his other siblings oh my god so you must didn't hear when we first started the show today um and I was talking about for our, our inner our worthy um entertainment news about my moment like the the most memorable moment for me for that funeral um was Cameron and how well he spoke can we first say that like oh my god what school is he at <laughs> but how well he articulated what he had it to say and it was just there was just this presence and this anointing over that child did y'all see that and he had an encounter. I truly believe um, as a woman of faith, I believe I just I've experienced too much. I, have, I know of those encounters. Um, I talk about it in my book. If you if you pick up the book, uh, the next version that's coming out, I believe in those encounters. Those are what I call those godly encounters, those moments when you know that heaven is real, and I bet you, like, nobody's going to be able to tell him from this day forward that God isn't real, that heaven isn't real. Like, you, when people have experienced that, and I've experienced that, there is nothing you can tell us. You can tell us about 2,500 gods that you worship. 
Okay? And, but you can't tell us about there is no Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You can't tell us that. So I just think that he had that encounter, and that's going to be, he's never going to forget it. He's never going to forget it. That was just, that was an amazing moment. That was like my highlight of the whole funeral. And um, what else you got? Crystal, what's your take on this? How do you feel like everyone handled it? Most importantly, how do you feel like his mom is handling this situation? Not only did she do an amazing job, but I feel like it really touched me when she said that she was prepared for this. And she thought that Nip was prepared for this. It really, it did something to me because I feel like the way that her and her son had a bond, that makes me want to have that same type of bond with my son when he's growing up my son is only one he's about to be two so I try to look after him and do for him the things that I was taught but Nip had a father figure as Snoop Dogg said Nip had grew up with the father figure I grew up with the father figure inside of my home my son has his father in inside of our home I feel like that is something that all children need the kings are needed you guys are needed in this to be the best that you know it's for our kids to be the best that they can be for everyone to be the best that they can be kings you guys may not feel like y'all hold a valuable part as much as us queens do but kings y'all hold such a valuable stance when it comes to the home you guys are the protector the provider the ones that are that we run to the shield you though us queens, we hold it down and we're independent, of course. We act like we don't need it all the time. But y'all are literally our backbone. Y'all are who we go to at the end of the day to just release and just know that we're okay and know that everything will be okay at the end of the day. And the way that Nip's father stood beside his mother while she was giving her speech, that that just showed what I'm talking about right there. Because then later on, his father came up and gave his own speech. He could have gave his speech right along with her, but he did not. He let her have her shine. He was just there for her. Kings, we need y'all as much as y'all need us. Listen, I think, I think the whole family did a remarkable job. I really do. I think that it's not often that you are able to see the mom and the dad and the siblings get up to share a word. And so that took a lot of strength. Um, and it definitely spoke to the character of the family. Um, you, you, It did allow us to get a viewpoint, though, of um, the family and some of the family structure and what made him become the person that he was you know I, I know Snoop Dogg t did talk about the fact that he had a father in the home and you know this is why we stress as you mentioned kings we need you we need our kings we need our kings in our home and hey if you and baby and mama can't get along look still be that for your child okay um but I think everyone did a remarkable job I enjoyed mostly hearing from two people really um, in the family. And that is his father. Let me tell you, the daddy bought the thunder. He's like the father, the son, the Holy Ghost. He was basically saying, do not get this twisted. 
you know, his mom is his mom and his dad is his dad. And this is who I am and this is what I gave my child. And I think that was so important to see that um, he got that too. Rather, you know, whatever decisions he made, this is still the foundation in which he came from. So shout outs to the daddy representing the kingdom. What up? Um, And then his brother, I thought his brother had the most amazing stories. I felt so pulled in to their childhood. It reminded me of being a child and just the structure of the oldest and the youngest and just some phenomenal stories for us to really get an opportunity to know that he was this unique child and a lot of times misunderstood. And a lot of times people thought he was crazy. And, you know, isn't it amazing that Jesus was, you know, strange and peculiar as well. And here was Nipsey as a young child, strange and peculiar, you know, and I'm not comparing him to Jesus. Please, Bible thumpers, don't come for me. Don't come for me. I don't want none of this West Side girl from Detroit. But I just thought that it was just amazing that, you know, it just shows that we all have a purpose. We all have a purpose and everyone does not have to understand the purpose. Nipsey had a purpose. And then his mom um, first, let me say prayers to his mother as a mother of a, a young black male in, in this country. Um, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I never want to know what that feels like. But one thing that is for certain is that a bond between a mother and child can never be separated. A bond between between a mother and a son is so uniquely special. No one can separate that. I don't care what enemy tries to step in and tell lies and create stuff and drama. I'm saying this stuff on purpose, y'all. But I don't care what happens. The love of a mother never separates, especially from the son. And so I do believe her when when she said that she felt he knew it was coming and she knew it was coming and they both, you know, had this understanding and um, of knowing just that knowing. And and I think that she has found her peace with that, because what she knows is she'll never be separated from him. And as a mother, we're never separated. I got a call. Yesterday, last night of another mother that lost her child tragically in the city of Detroit to gun violence, 19 years old. Um, I won't mention the family's name. I will just say that I am continuing to pray for the family. But when violence has attacked a home, when these knuckleheads, as my father would call them, these knuckleheads, when these knuckleheads or misguided And I'm not going to say misguided. I'm going to say angry, rejected, feeling like they don't know how to um, connect with society in this world. So you have to go ahead and take someone's life. Who gave you that authority? Who gave you that authority? There is a judgment that comes and it comes quickly. Gun violence is, is something that I, as I mentioned earlier, that I had to experience. I've experienced it throughout high school with different friends and stuff, but close family. Um, and, when, and when that happens, when a knucklehead, when someone that feels rejected, because that's what it is, and we have to work on that. So that's another part. But when someone feels rejection, rejected, rejected, 
and they feel that anger and it is multiplied by you know popping pills and smoking weed and drinking or whatever whatever and i'm got, gotta be tough and this is who i am well you about to be that behind bars or dead in the grave period but when you decide to take someone's life my god you are not just messing with that one person's life you have now messed with the people's lives that that person is attached to and i had to get on a call last night and i had to pray um for this family and i and i had to pray and in that prayer i had to remind them that god says touch not my anointed and bring my prophets no harm to the knuckleheads you saw that boy or you see that person that you got beef with or you got a misunderstanding with and you need to think that you need to handle them. Well, what you don't understand is that there's an army behind them. And what you don't understand is that there may be God's anointed behind them. And so now did you not just take a life or take someone um, away from this earth too soon? You have now messed with God's chosen. And he says, touch not my anointed and bring my prophets no harm. You in danger. When you put your hand on God's people, oh Jesus, I feel the power of the Holy Ghost right now. When you put your hand on God's people, there's a wrath that comes and nobody that you even know of ever has to touch you. It, it is so God when things occur. It's just, you know, we're not looking for more violence. No more violence. No more violence. Because God is going to show up. And he will be the judge of all. I don't care how long it takes. I've got a sorority sister that's in the grave now. Still don't know who the killer is. I don't care how long it takes. God will show up and be God. So to that mother, I think that she felt um, a sense of peace that she knows where her son is in the spiritual aspect. I think the mom was very spiritual of some kind or something. I didn't get a clear understanding, okay? But some things were alarms to me, like <laughs> for all comedy relief. She was like, and then there was fire and it was burning. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, somebody get her. Somebody get her. Um, because we all know that sometimes when, when, when we're going through grief and stuff, the microphone is usually not the best place to be. All right. Um, but many prayers, many blessings to his mother, much strength given to her. And to the Los Angeles community, which brings me to the fact that what is wrong with y'all? And I'm not just saying y'all like L.A., L.A., Chicago, Detroit, New York, Houston, Dallas, Texas. It, you know, it's really interesting that there are top maybe 23 um, major cities that are probably, um, majority African-American and Hispanic. OK, and I want you to start doing research on what is taking place in those 23 cities outside of gun violence. What else is happening? What laws are being passed? How's your water system? Pay attention, people. Wake up. Be woke. Stay woke, right? Um, but what's wrong with y'all? So there was there was a shooting incident during the um, the funeral procession, and one person died. We've got another death, people. What? 
we, one person died and I believe four people were injured. So we've got to talk about this. I've got a good friend that probably has been holding on the line, waiting and trying to chime in here. Omari Barksdale, my college best friend. Ladies, you can have male best friends, male best friends, and nothing ever occur. Not that new friend thing, because, you know, some people got that, oh, that's my best friend, that's my best friend. No, y'all screw wins. <laughs> Another topic, next week, maybe. Um, but anyway, I've got my best friend from college. He is um, a world-renowned speaker and author, and I'll let, you t- I'll let him tell you what he does. Um, so... Omari Barksdale, um, welcome to the living room. Tell the tell our audience what exactly it is that you do. I do work surrounding deconstructing patriarchal culture. So uh, really, that's really heavy on uh, understanding how violence works between men and boys and, and, and why we're in this violent state. Uh, but more more so, it deals with those things that negatively impact women. You know, we're taught that they're women's issues, but they're men's issues that predominantly impact women. So these things are misogyny and sexism, uh, gender-based violence, which is domestic violence, sexual assault. Uh, we deal with sexual harassment, uh, um, identities-based harassment, how to be a, a creative and healthy bystander. And, and all those things under that umbrella that really work against women. So, Mari, if you had five points that you could give us on the things that, um, from a male perspective, that our, our men of minority need to focus on. So in our um, cities where it is predominantly urban and we are seeing this influx of violence um, and not just men are, you know, doing violent acts, but. For the men, what are the five points that you think that uh, men should focus on or that needs to be the focal point uh, for men in those communities? So the five points, um, I think for for men in the society, especially black men, uh, one is to gain a knowledge and understanding of who you are uh, and do some introspective work so that uh, you'll know what your, your character flaws are, what your social issues are, and you can uh, start to you know, make yourself more well-rounded and uh, better, better interactive with, with others, uh, especially women and girls. Second is, the, and, and these aren't in any specific order, but the second uh, is a derivative of the first, which is develop a healthy respect and view on women and girls. Third, you know, we need to find ways like what do the young people need to become successful and empowered? Uh, what are those things, you know, uh, be it entrepreneurship training, trade training, as I was saying, uh, trade training or, or whatever, whatever that is that they need. Uh, fourth, you know, we, we want to get an understanding of what economic and political empowerment is for the black community and figure out a way to move into that. And one of that, one of those pieces would be cooperative economics. Uh, last, we need to develop better educational resources and understandings for people of color, especially for black people who are educated as if their culture doesn't matter. 
You know, our culture is significant and powerful. You know, we re- I really appreciate you coming on and addressing some of these issues. And those are some really good points. And, you know, as I mentioned before, and I've talked about it even on last week's show, worthy chicks. Yes, we are worthy chicks. We are women. You know, our, our main audience that we focus on is the age group of 25 to 54. We do focus on um, have a, a passion and a focus on the younger audience, which is 12 to 24 years old. And those are our worthy chicks, C-H-I-C-K-S, because we are just believing, um, even as you spoke, Amari, we're working on, hey, while we're uplifting and we're building each other and we're trying to encourage one another, we have to reach back and we have to be able to develop some type of um, sisterhood, I will call it. Um, not even a mentorship, because as we just discussed in other di- uh, discussion, sometimes, you know, right now with millennials, they don't they don't want those directives. They want to feel comfortable that they can talk to you. So we're focused on the young girls um, as well. But we, I say all of that to say that we brought you on the show. We're so excited that you're here because we know that men are listening And we also know that men are listening and we're also talking to the men as well, especially when it comes to letting them know that we value them and we are here and we've made some mistakes. And, you know, I feel like I'm taking all of the issues that every woman ever did because I get the calls and the inboxes like these women do this. And then I'm like, yes, yes. So, you know, we're focused on that. So um, thank you so much for coming on um, and for offering um, your professional experience and you know just want to get your thought process i know we're friends but what are your thoughts as far as the worthy chick movement to me the worthy chick movement um is vital because you know oftentimes little black girls are taught that they're they don't have worth or that their worth is only visible to a select few. And I think with the worthy chick movement, you can, you can teach uh, little, little black girls to understand the beauty and the power of them and their history. Uh, and that's beyond the physical beauty. Um, and, and, and beyond that, we can, we can exhibit it to men as well so that men can, can fall in line with the movement and have that understanding of black women and black girls as well. It's important that that black women understand levels of empowerment they can reach because it's unlimited. Listen, it has been a day. We are back. Thanks so much to my brother. Y'all don't understand. That is my brother from another mother who is still who is my mother. Shout out to the Barksdale family. Um, and that's the great thing about friendship, guys. I, I heard someone, well, someone actually posted the other day, Tia Boo, where you at? Um, on my page that, you know, 
we were talking about the funeral and just how people are an experience. You do not always have to agree. You do not always have to have the same beliefs, but experience people. And if you are walking with the love of Christ, you should be able to love them as well. Um, so you don't always have to agree. Me and my brother don't always agree. We'll have to get on the show another day and talk about our differences. Um, but he's my brother and I love him dearly. So Amari, thank you so much for coming on to the show. And thank you for your your thought process on, on uh, the Worthy Chick movement. We are definitely here to inspire and motivate women and encourage and uplift. And guess what? I'm uplifting my uplifting myself in the process. Um, so ladies, listen, if you are still tuned in, we did a couple of things today, okay? So one, go to the website for anybody that's just logging on. It is worthychic.com, W-O-R-T-H-Y-C-H-I-C. For some of us, it's chic. For some of us, it's chick. Um, but log on to worthychic.com. You can also log on to Worthy Chicks. So our girls out there, 12 to 24, um, log on to Worthy Chicks, W-O-R-T-H-Y-C-H-I-C-K-S.com. And find, we haven't added even the entertainment piece of this yet. So it's coming. But what we did do is go check out the store. We've added some sale items. We've added some new trendy items. Those neon green colors, ladies. Get ready for, get ready, get ready, get ready for the summer. Um, and then there's some sales going on for the Worthy Chic, Worthy Chick. It's a chick. That's the chick. Worthy Chick Collection. So definitely check those items out. Go to the website. Hey, and guess what? If you have downloaded the app, download the app and send us your questions, okay? We would love to hear from you. Um, Want to give a, a shout out to Nay, who is probably in her car, um, headed to go pick up DJ <laughs> from daycare. And just want to give her a shout out. Thanks, Nay, for being a part of the show today and representing the Worthy Chicks. I think we had some good information. Y'all, I tried not to cry over here. Um, but you know, funerals as always, and just getting the call of another life taken and hearing this morning of another life taken is, um, you know, it, it, it can sadden you, but we know that God is in control, right? Do we know that God is in control? Um, before I go there and I close out, um, we're going to be doing worthy chick alerts every Wednesday. So yeah. Looks like this show is going to be happening on Wednesdays, too. So Wednesday and Friday, 5 p.m., hey, get with the program. Get with the movement. Share, 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 like, and share. Um, we're going to be highlighting women on Wednesdays. Worthy Chick Alert, you know, for Worthy Chick Wednesday. And then also, we are starting to do giveaways. I don't know if you are on Instagram or Facebook today. We're giving away one of our dresses that I personally am in love with, okay? Um, that dope chick. <laughs> I am a dope chick. She is so fly. This dress is comfy and cozy, and we're going to give one away. So to kind of just encourage everyone to spread the news of the movement, get people engaged so we can do what we do, so I can do what God has called me to do some big things on the horizon, but I need y'all, you know? So let's share and um, hey, you might have a chance to win some items. So we're gonna give away our first item and want you to be a part of that, okay? So don't forget, Wednesday, 
Friday. We're here. We're in the living room. Some of you are going to Bible study. I'm not trying to tell you don't go to Bible study. Go to Bible study. You can log back on when you get off, if the Lord leads you. Um, <laughs> but I'm Crystal Worthy. Just want to let you guys know, be encouraged, be inspired. God has not forgotten about you. Um, and he's our father. He's in control. So no matter what's going on in this world, I know there are some people that are extremely consumed about the things that are going on in this world. Listen, nothing has caught God by surprise. Okay? Nothing has caught God by surprise. The Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So if you even look at that and you say, Lord, this is going on in this community and these things are happening and these shootings are happening and my family's a mess and these things are going on. Where is your faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. You got to get you some substance. You got, you got to get some meat and potatoes. You got to get a meal, right? So I don't know what church you might check in on Sunday, but if you don't go to church, tune in to the Lord, okay? Cut your music on, listen to a gospel song. Let something fill your heart. You know, I know it's a lot of, you know, city chick, chick, chick music going on out there, but feed your soul, okay? The Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Get you some substance so that you can operate in your faith. Okay? So no matter what you see, no matter what it looks like, no matter how dark the situation may be, grab a hold to your faith. And with faith, baby, it's so much substance in faith. I've been doing some faith building. God been cutting and building at the same time. Cutting folks off, cutting away and building my faith in him at the same time because it shows me that he is in control. He's in control, y'all. Look, we gonna go out here with a bang. I hope ain't no cuss words in this song. Lord, don't kill me. <laughs> I thought I had to share this word, but look, we gonna go out here with a bang. It's Friday, baby. It's Friday. It's You're in the living room, right? You done had this living room experience, but it's time to look, look inside. Look inside your living room, that inward living room, and tell us how you living. We'll see you back on Wednesday. Talk to you soon. Uh, it's Worthy Chick, and you're in the Cheek Chat. Cheek Chat? Cheek Chat. Cheek Chat. I didn't cuss. I promise I didn't cuss. <laughs> How you living? <laughs> Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.